My fellow Americans, are you tired of the new normal? Are you tired of the lies? Election fraud. You know the thing that the mainstream media and big tech says doesn't exist? It is time to end it. We must keep going. If you can't fly, run. If you can't run, walk. If you can't walk, crawl. But by all means, keep moving. Many of you are sitting here because you're wanting to know what the plan is. This has to be peaceful. We have the right to peacefully assemble. The solution has been in front of us all along. Ask God if you should step in the gap and become a part of the plan. The plan is simple. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. We are the plan. If you're waiting for others to do the work for you, you're going to be waiting a long time. We are Conservative Daily. Welcome back, everybody. It is Wednesday morning. I'm invisible. There we are. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, so, happy Wednesday. Joe is at a funeral this morning, so I will make sure that we pray for him. Please send some love and prayers to Joe and his family. Uh, he will be back uh, late tonight. He'll probably be jumping on here uh, for a little bit during the show today. But it is Wednesday, and you know what that means. It means we get the sit rep with CanCon, uh, V. Brian Lupo, the uh, master of disaster for the deep state. Welcome back, Brian. <laughs> What's going on, brother? How you doing? Oh, fantastic. Uh, I like that. Master of disaster for the deep state. I like that. I, like that. <laughs> I, I had I had a list of uh, of names for you, and I forgot most of them. But uh, <laughs> but how's everything been going for you? Oh, you know I can't complain. This uh, this news cycle is just keeping me so busy, man. Like you get distracted with with some story, and you just end up going down a rabbit hole till four o'clock in the morning, and wake up at five thirty again, and just can't stop man it just never ends yeah you know it's, it's funny over the last you know year my definition of a slow news day has really changed a lot <laughs> oh man dude it's a 24-hour news cycle around the clock right now it, yeah. it never stops it really doesn't so i know you have uh and yes uh for those of you if you're new to the show this morning uh this is uh, Brian Lupo slash CanCon. He is coming to us live from the Tinfoil Studio. Uh, yep. He's on location. <laughs> but you had a you had a story that just dropped. Do you want to start with that? Uh, with the well, one that just you, came hold, out. Hold or should on. Should we wait? Breaking news! Breaking news! One of my articles got truth by Donald Trump. Boom! Boom! Oh wait, 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 wait. where's the? I forgot. Where's the? Uh, I need the the applause. I should play the applause with the uh, uh, with the Captain Obvious music. <laughs> All right, yeah, that was like, an applause I, explosion. I don't know where to go from here. Like, where? What is a bigger accomplishment or 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 accolades? I guess to my work than the President of the United States. The, the actual, the legitimately elected president of the United States, which, by the way, we're election deniers. Uh, Brand, uh, Dark Brandon is coming back tonight. Dark Brandon <laughs> will be back tonight. Maybe on my Wednesday. Oh, you know what? I've, I've got a show tonight with Adam Krigler, so maybe we'll, maybe we'll live stream that and just do commentary on that. I don't know. We'll see. But Dark Brandon returns tonight to talk about election deniers. Those <laughs> evil election deniers. Those sons of guns. I can't believe that they're still being given a platform. You, you know what's crazy? And, and Apollo, we were talking about this beforehand. We've got you know this this Pelosi story. We've got the election deniers. We've got all these stories coming up, and they and they like to call us conspiracy theorists and all that stuff. They make it easy. You know, they they well, you know, they should make it easy on themselves. If you're going to call me a conspiracy theorist, you're essentially calling me a liar because I'm not saying conspiracy. I'm saying this is fact. This is truth, and these are questions that media, like actual journalists, should be asking people, but they're not. And 
all they have to do in order to dispel any of these conspiracies is show us. Show us. That's, that should be like a show. Show me the evidence or show us something along those lines. And, and you look at the elections, you know, they won't let us have the ballots. That, that was what Donald Trump retruthed was or, or truthed out was my article about the Georgia Supreme Court case where we might actually get to look at the ballots in, in Georgia now. Um, they won't show us the closed caption or the body cam footage from Nancy Pelosi. They won't show us the Pfizer documents that they used to test COVID. Uh, they, they have all those documents redacted. Remember, they wanted 75 years to release them. Now we find out that the Seth Rich laptop, they want 66 years to release that information. Yeah, why? Like, what possible reason they need 66 years for that? Are you like, what? And, and it's J6 right? too, no. the code. I mean, like everything that we claim, uh, you know, the, or not even that we claim, we, we ask questions about and we say, what's going on here? And they call us, you know, QAnon, conspiracy theorists, tinfoil hat, ridiculous Nazi extremists, you know, all these, all these buzzwords that they like to, they like to throw at the wall. They could solve all of it. Just show us what we're, what we're asking for. And the majority of it in a normal world wouldn't, it should not be controversial. Just show us. Yeah. But here we are. But here we are. We're conspiracy theorists in the tinfoil room, and it's a glorious <laughs> room. It is an absolutely glorious hey, room. Is your uh, are your walls pl- like? Do you have a like an outlet going in? Are you gr- are you grounding your walls right now? Just just a question. No, but, but it's a Faraday cage, so I actually added copper into my paint. So it's tinfoil paint with copper, and so I'm actually in a Faraday cage right now. Uh, the the signal is based in here. I, I don't know, man. I'm going off. I'm going off crazy here. All right, so you're, you're, you're live from a skiff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm live from an undisclosed location, safely, uh, safely in, in, yeah, I'm not going to tell anybody where I am. I'm in a pan, I'm in Nancy Pelosi's basement because apparently anybody can walk into her house. Anybody can walk in, no problem, <laughs> willy nilly. It's, it's, a, it's an absolute, dude, got your, I'm, I'm so, got your hammer. Get, get your hammers ready. But, uh, but you know, <laughs> that's not the hammer they meant. That's not Whoa. the hammer they were talking about. <laughs> oh, God. This is this is we we, we can't go too much into the hammers because I will I I can't stop myself if we do. Uh, but you know you talk about the Pfizer things and I, I want to jump in, but it's just crazy to me because you think about the Seth Rich laptop, you think about the Pfizer documents, the amount of time this truly on at face value unfathomable amount of time that they want to wait to release it or like oh we'll give you a few pages every you know every few weeks whatever they they want to do i mean that's in my opinion you're just very clearly trying to slow roll this until like all of us are dead i mean that yep. that's like another generation that's that, that's an entirely new new people why would you want to cover up something like that and and tell us that yeah we'll we'll give you the goods maybe but not until you're all seniors and everything's completely forgotten about. Seniors? Hell, I'll be dead in 66 years, man. I'm I'd never going to die. I'd be a, well, hey, you know what, uh, what Kushner said, right? Jared Kushner said, this generation is either going to be the first to live forever or the last to die. You, you, you didn't know he's didn't hear him say that? No, that's uh, this, heavy. This, Yeah, he said his generation will be the first to live forever or the last to die, meaning that the next generation will live forever pretty it's pretty creepy huh but uh so, so, <laughs> so looking at these documents all right the 66 years so i think pfizer they said it was i think it was like 76 years that for pfizer but the seth rich at 66 years that's incredible they were saying 500 pages a month okay i think is what they were saying 500 pages a month that means that they have what like 400,000 pages on seth rich yeah I, for, for, from a, a, an organization that's been telling us for the last two years that they have nothing on Seth Rich, now all of a sudden they have 66 years worth of documents at 500, document, 500 pages per month. That is a pretty big shift from we don't have anything on Seth Rich. Yeah, because that's what they claimed. And then, again, that begs the question, why do you have that much stuff? That, what, what's going on there? That raises uh, enough questions in and of itself. That, that they have that much information on Seth Rich that they claimed not to have in the first place. And then, you know, now quite some time later, they're saying, yeah, we have an enormous amount of information. We'll just give it to you, you know, we'll give it to you in bites over the next, uh, you know, rest of your life. Yep. 
but all the conspiracies, man, and, and all they have to do, and I'm going to be writing an article. Actually, I'm going to be writing an article on this uh, after we get off here. Uh, well, after my daily recap at 2 p.m. over on my channel. Um, but yeah, I'm going to I'm going to be writing an article up on exactly on this and calling out the mainstream media. Media, show us. You know, don't 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 sit there and tell us we're conspiracy theorists and all that stuff. Actually, show us. Okay, that's all we're asking. I mean, I'm not I'm not sitting here saying 100% Paul Pelosi's gay, but what I am saying is that it's very bizarre that this man who now has ties to Scott Weiner, by the way, Scott Weiner is the um, is the California. I think he's a state senator in California that proposed. Don't quote me. I think it's Senate Bill 93, which was a bill to allow gay people to have sex with a minor 10 years their age, and if they're charged, they don't have to register as a sex offender. Mm-hmm. So, so Scott Weiner has this weird bill. He is, he's a gay man himself. He's openly LGBT, whatever. He has this this you know this weird bill, and he just came out yesterday, I think, and said that he knows who David DePepe is. So now we've got this a link to David DePepe and, and Scott Weiner and the gay community out there in San Francisco. And uh, I mean, come on, man. Maybe we should talk about Nancy Pelosi first. Let's just start it, man. Yeah, let's this, just this, do Nancy. It's, it's it's honestly so weird. It just it. I mean, so maybe we should just start with that FBI uh, affidavit. Sure, so I can pull that up because you guys, if you were falling, like we've talked about it. There's been so many people talking about this, but if you just go back through the news cycle, we showed uh, several of the articles. Uh, I think it was, I think it was Friday, and I think we did some on Sunday. If you were there for the members show, but. The everything about the story seems to have changed. Then they finally have this FBI document from Miss, uh, what's her name, Stephanie Miner. Uh, Stephanie Miner. And suddenly there's we, no mention. Go ahead. Let's start with Stephanie Miner. You were talking about the Speaker of the House's husband, okay? This is the second in line to the presidency. She is arguably the most powerful woman in the United States because I, I believe firmly that the Speaker of the House has more power than the Vice President. The Vice, Pre the vice Presidency is very much symbolic. You know, it's not, they don't really have, I mean, they're the President of the Senate and they're deciding vote there, but the Speaker of the House, I mean, that is... I, I think it's got way more power. So you're you're talking about the most powerful woman in the country, and you're talking about second in line to the presidency. And they send a FBI agent, an FBI agent that is three years removed from the academy, or, or, or from becoming a special agent, and who just completed their 21 week new agent training. And what does she specialize in? Domestic terrorism. And what does she make sure to get in here? Domestic terrorism. You, you caught that, right? In the in the complaint, the domestic terrorism. We'll we'll get to that. We don't. This is this is comic gold, folks. This is literally comic gold. I actually, we, we were talking a little bit about this this morning. I didn't expect. Like, I I had to laugh the first time I read through some of this because I'm like, how did they spin it that way? They went from the underwear guy, and I know they were trying to run the whole mag extremist thing, but then they start talking about. Now the narrative is the founding fathers. Everything about this is so it's weird and hysterical, like in a in a in a weird, funny way. I, I literally laughed my ass off. And and we're gonna we're, folks, kick back. We're gonna have a laugh at this criminal complaint by the FBI. I mean, we're we're seriously gonna laugh. I, I, and I'm gonna paint a picture. I want you guys to be able to uh, see for yourself how this how this looks. Oh, by so, the way, by the way, before uh, Apollo, before we get yeah. going, can you can is there a chance you could pull up my Truth Social? Because I, I I put up four pictures of Pelosi's house with some things highlighted on there. Yeah, so I mean, in. if you if, where's the producer, Mister Producer, <laughs> <laughs> Mister Producer, would you please? Producer, can, can you get CanCon's Truth Social up, please? Well, yes, it would be my pleasure, sir. Okay, it's, so it's I, gonna I think take it's me a second. It's gonna take me a second for that. Nope. Well, I'll talk. I'll t I can fill air. Um, I think it's important to see these pictures beforehand because we need to see how simple it is. Like what we were talking about earlier with the conspiracy theories. Just show us, you know, just show us. Uh, you're going to see the cameras. And I mean, dude, like every facet of of this investigation is covered by cameras and they could release just a 20 second clip 
to the public timestamped i want it timestamped a 20 second timestamped clip to the public and that would validate everything and the conspiracies are dead like that's how simple this is you can just release the video and then people are like oh well i guess we were wrong he did break into the house he he somehow this this uh hippie this gay hippie from San Francisco that lives in a garage uh, somehow managed to get into the second in line to the presidency's home at 2.30 in the morning. I mean, that's the, that's the insanity. Think about that, folks. Like, we're talking about the Speaker of the House and some Joe Schmo bum psycho off the street was able to just walk into his backyard and break into the house at 2.30 in the morning, bang a, 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 a pizza-sized hole into l- l- laminated glass, I mean, folks, you can't make this up, and they and and lefties eat this up. The lefties eat this up, man. MSNBC, CNN, they're they're all over this QAnon, and this guy was a oh man. <laughs> so it's actually given me. I don't know why I'm not able to pull it up. Can you uh you can screen share if you want. That might be okay, easier. I, I don't know why it's not let me. Are you on a VPN? That might be no. Why. It's not that. No, it's not that. It's giving me a a credential error. Oh, well, there you go. Screen share. All right, let's go over. Bang. Okay. So, all right. Give it a second. This is the front corner of her house, and that's a camera right there staring these cops and FBI agents right in the face, okay? This is the garage. Now, remember, remember, Nancy Pelosi in January of 2021 had uh, had uh, pig's blood sprayed on her garage and a pig's head left in front of it spray painted the garage vandalized the crap out of the home it's probably a false flag but maybe not either way they put all this security and all this stuff in so then we jump over here this is the back all right so this is what this guy allegedly broke into the house through okay this big gaping hole <laughs> now, i don't know if maybe when they say a hammer do they mean like a like a five foot sledgehammer you know or like a like a like a ball peen hammer like what kind of hammer are we talking about i don't know but they broke right through the the cross beam here there's a, a support that goes across there that's gone broke through the glass i would imagine the speaker of the house probably in an eight and a half million dollar home probably has at least bullet resistant glass well, I mean, look, I have heard they it. said uh, they said it was laminated glass in one of the earlier news reports they don't really <laughs> talk about what kind of glass is anymore and you can see by how it's uh, how it's hanging there that it, it probably is so that's not just like regular you know window glass that that stuff is at the very least even if it's not bulletproof that is considerably more difficult to break than what you would see on a typical house window uh and you would hear i mean the whole neighborhood yeah. would be awake from that i mean the sound that that would make now look at the glass here you can see all the, the the back spray from the glass. You could see shards of it, you know, on the ground. You could see the discoloration all around here. So, I mean, to me, that looks like it's blown out from the inside. I, I'm just going to throw that out there. But most importantly, look at this camera right here. It is literally staring directly at where. <laughs> I mean, it is looking directly at him. Okay. Now let's go through to this picture. Now, this well, so is the real wall. quick, real quick. Uh, if you go yeah. back to that picture. Because I was thinking about this, we talked about this uh, over the weekend. Uh, it's it's actually more difficult to know with like typical glass which direction the glass will go when you break it, because it depends on a few things. With laminated glass, though, which you know you clearly see, it, it kind of spider webs and uh, that to me, because it's all on the outside, you see so much because that glass doesn't shatter and and just like go the direction that it's struck. That, to me, looks much more clearly like it was broken from the inside. Because think about it, with that type of glass, if, if any of you have, have actually seen any of this stuff break or you've, you've had to do it yourself, it like starts to spiderweb. It doesn't just like shatter apart, and then you have to bang it out, basically. So to my eyes, that looks very clearly uh, like someone from the inside busted that out with quite a number of... <laughs> with a bit of effort. Yeah, and... Look, here's the other thing is we have not yet heard a report that any alarm went off. And I find it very hard to believe, once again, that second in line to the presidency, the Speaker of the House, does not have an alarm system on their $8.5 million home. I, I, I cannot, for the life of me, believe that. Period. I, it, hard stop. Cannot believe that. I, I don't believe it. It's impossible. It, it would be, I mean, that's that's within itself is a dereliction of her duty to keep herself safe as Speaker of the House. So 
Um, I mean, she did it on January sixth. Maybe it's just a trend. That's a true. That's true. Like a welcome sign. Like, hey, the alarms will be off. The back door. You know, we're gonna put a we're gonna put a little crack in this glass. So make sure you hit this door. I don't know. But the other thing that's weird is this door is closed and the ones next to it are opened. <laughs> um, you know, usually a crime scene, you leave it exactly as it is, and so unless David De Pepe clean uh, closed the door behind him, I don't know. The other thing is, if you, you you look closely here, there's a little piece of something on the ground. I don't know what that is. But these doors open outward. Oh, sorry about that. I got my no, thing on there. So, so this this little piece of whatever it is right here, I don't know if it's big enough. But if this door was opened, it looks like it's big enough that the door should have pushed it all the way back here to the corner because they're outward open, opening doors. So I, I don't know. Th that, that again, I, I don't know what that thing is. It could have went, the door could go right over it. It could be small enough. I don't know. But let's move on to the next picture here. This is the wall to climb into their backyard. So he clearly walked in through this walkway right here. Okay, this is the front door of their house. It's not over here. This is the front door of their house. This is the garage that was vandalized in the pictures. And the, over here all the way on the left is the camera that I showed you in the first picture. Now, right here, you can see two cameras, one facing the front door and one facing the garage from another angle. There is no way this guy walked onto their property without getting picked up on a camera somehow. There's also a camera up here in the top left. I think I got it. Oh, no, I don't have it in this picture. Do I have it in this? Nope, I don't have it. But you can see it in this picture right here. You can only post four on Truth Social. There's a camera right here that's facing this way. So not only do you have the guy walking up to the property and then walking towards the backyard, you've got this camera getting him walking in as well. So look, the, the bottom line is, there is nothing, nothing that can't be solved in this whole thing by showing us the closed caption television footage. Zero. <laughs> You're so right. I mean, you, you can call us a conspiracy theory, but until you prove it, it your words mean as much as mine. Actually, well, mine mean more because you have the ability to disprove it. I don't. I don't have access to those closed caption footage. Well, again, like the what, what what other conclusions do we have to draw? So either they just all these security measures that you know seem common sense to ask, how did this guy get in? Just release the footage. We either have to believe, uh, you know, that what nothing was working that day, that David DePape, in his clearly very uh, acute mental state, managed to like super spook his way through. All the security, like he, what he slithered in magically into that, into that six. Like, was he lubed up? I don't, like, I don't know. Like, none, none of it makes sense. Just release the footage. And remember, we do have an excellent sponsor of the show, and that is Air Medcare Network. So today's podcast is again sponsored by Air Medcare Network. And if you live in a rural area that's hard to reach by road, or if you like to hike or spend a lot of time outdoors or do uh, you know dangerous things like some of us like to do, that may require some emergency medical attention. We all want to make sure that our family is protected in a medical emergency, uh, and health insurance will not always cover the cost of an emergency medical flight if, in fact, you do need one. But with Air Medicare Network, you are covered. For as little as $85 a year, not only you but your entire household will be covered in case you ever need air medical transport. Uh, this is a super, super good deal, very low cost, and it's insurance that if you need it, you do want to make sure that you have it. I know people personally who have had to cover those costs, and believe me, they are very expensive. So simply visit airmedcarenetwork.com slash daily and use promo code daily. Receive up to a $50 Visa gift card back when you sign up today. That's airmedcarenetwork.com forward slash daily, and promo code is daily. Go check them out. Yep. And then Elon Musk, of course, you know, tweeted out the fact check to Hillary and the article that he tweeted was a guy saying, you know, basically that he has firsthand knowledge that Pelosi was out at a bar and, uh, you know, took home a guy and that it's a, it's no, it's known around there that Paul Pelosi is gay and that Nancy is a beard. And, um, which apparently that's a term for uh, a gay man that's married to a woman to cover up his gayness. Uh, I didn't know that, but that's what they call the woman, a beard. Um, Oh. So apparently Nancy's a beard. Uh, and <laughs> I, I mean, that article disappeared. They took it down. But then you find out that, that De Pepe knows this, um, uh, this uh, Scott Wiener 
the the Scott Wiener guy from San Francisco, from California. So, it, like again, nothing makes sense. How does De Pepe, who's living in a garage at some house, you know, a poor poor man, not doesn't have much money, living in a garage, and he knows a state senator, and I, you know, I don't know, maybe he's a, an escort. Is he an escort? You know, he's forty two years old and he's out there with Pelosi, but. They don't want this story getting out, so they won't release this footage because it will prove everything that we think we know. Let's get let's get back into that uh, complaint because that's where the gold is. Yeah, this is funny. Oh boy. Okay, so let's uh, let's just let's let's start going through this, shall we? So uh, the complaint is based on the affidavit of FBI Special Agent Stephanie Miner. Uh, <laughs> so this was. Uh, the date on this document is on Halloween, and she is sworn uh, as a special well, agent, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, yeah, the only the only thing good out of there is that she specializes in domestic terrorism, and she's only been a special agent for about three years. Now, it's not clear if the, the 21 weeks of training was before or after she became an, a special agent, because if it was bef- if it was after, then that means that she only has about two and a half years on the job. And apparently uh, the FBI sends an agent that's still wet behind the ears at two and a half years to go and investigate. Um, a terrorist the, attack the, on the speaker's house? Right, on the, on the speaker of the house. You know, the most powerful woman in, in, in Washington, D.C. Uh, they, send, they send a two-year wet behind the ear agent to go do that. I don't know. Maybe there's promises that she'll be on the seventh floor before she knows it. I don't know. <laughs> Who really knows at this point? <laughs> uh, nope. so, so, okay. Facts supporting probable cause. Uh, I highly recommend you guys read this entire thing if you want a good laugh. Uh, but October 28th at 2.23. So remember, it's 2.30 in the morning. This is not uh, not at the end of the night. San Francisco Dispatch get a 911 call from Paul Pelosi located at their main residence. He states that there is a male in the home. The male is going to wait for Pelosi's wife. Pelosi further conveyed he does not know who the male is. He said his name is David. Remember in the audio, the 911 audio, he says, uh, you know, a friend. He calls him a friend in the 911 yep, audio. I'm going to share my screen again. Where are we going? All right, before, before, hold on, before you click it. Oh, okay, you're good, you're good. Wait, but remember, the, 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 the complaint right here says 2.23 a.m., right? Yep. All right, so go ahead and click the audio. Now, this is from Laura Loomer on Getter, and I want you to notice the time on this is 2.27.56. So they're off by five, it's almost five minutes between the FBI complaint and here. Now, you might say that's not a big deal, but it is a big deal. It is a big deal because that's something that's easily verifiable. The time of the 911 call is not something you should get wrong on the police report or the complaint. Okay, that should be perfectly accurate information. Because if you go to if you go to in court of law and you try and bring something and say, hey, the the, the 911 call was at 2:23, the judge is going to say, no, it wasn't. It was at 2:27:56. You got the wrong information. Throw that throw that piece of evidence out. I don't know. Let's read or let's listen to what it says. Northern four car priority nine ten two six four zero Broadway across Scott and Normandy. Hey, 14 hour copy. RP stated that there's a male in the home and that he's going to wait for his wife. RP stated that he doesn't know who the male is, but he advised that his name is David and that he is a friend. RP sounded somewhat confused. Is a friend. RP sounded somewhat confused. Go over and back up. Okay, so there you have it. That's that's uh that's from Laura Loomer and um saying that you know the RP is a friend uh, the, that David is a friend. RP is the reporting person. Um. So basically, the, he's saying right there. Now, now, look. It's been explained that perhaps. Well, no. Let's read on because we got to we got to get to the part where he actually makes the phone call. They talk about it specifically, so we'll address that when we get to that part. So, uh, two thirty one a.m. Uh, SFPD Colby Wilms officer responded to Pelosi residence. Knocked on the door. The door was open. Pelosi and DePape were both holding a hammer with one hand. DePape had his other hand holding onto Pelosi's forearm. Pelosi greeted the officers like, how do you do, gentlemen? <laughs> like, can you imagine this, first of all? So, so <laughs> I just want <laughs> to, this, this part's too good already, because just imagine this, guys. We're, we're holding on to a hammer, like both of us. I've got Pelosi's forearm. The, <laughs> the door opens, and Pelosi goes, hello, officers. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's, worse, it's worse though. It's worse though because I showed you the house, right? I would imagine yeah. that the bedroom upstairs. I would imagine the bedroom is upstairs. The, the part that has the balcony that overlooks the backyard, you know, the walkout balcony. That's probably the bedroom. I, I'm, I'm just going to guess. So that means that they went from upstairs in the bedroom because that's where this whole event t- takes place is in the bedroom. They even said that that Pelosi tried to get out of the bedroom and he brought him back into the bedroom. So we hear the knock on the door at 2:31, and somehow. De Pepe and Pelosi are like, hey, let's go down there and time out. Stop what we're doing. Time out. Truce. All right. Temporary truce. Okay. The doors, you know, like when your kids, when you were kids and you were arguing with your brother or sister and you'd be like play fighting or whatever. And you're uh-huh. like, hey, time out, time out, time out. The phone's ringing. Let me answer it. And then, you know, okay. Time in game on. Let's get back to it. They, they, that's what they do. They're like, yo, the door's ringing. Uh, the door's knocking. We should go. We should go answer it. And they're like, yeah, okay. All right, let's both hold on to the hammer. It's like, we don't, we don't want to give it up. I'm not giving it up. Well, I'm not giving it up either. Okay, we'll go down together. So they walk down together holding the hammer. They get, they hear the door. They open the door together. The, the Pepe's got his arm on Pelosi's forearm. Pelosi looks and says, hey, officers, how you doing? Greeted him. I, I, and the officers say, drop the hammer. And Pelosi's like, Sure, drops the hammer, and De Pepe swings it and nails him in the head. The cops are going to the Speaker of the House's uh, husband's house, responding to a call by him. They see a guy answer the door with a hammer. They don't know what the hell's going on. They don't have guns or tasers or anything drawn. As soon as that guy raised his arm to the Speaker of the House's husband, that guy should have been... Yeah, that's pop-pop right there. Cheese, right? He should have been Swiss cheese. And instead, he's able to clock Pelosi in the head. This is bizarre man i guess pelosi didn't get the game on memo and he let go of the hammer i i, I don't know man all right let's keep going and maybe he said the safe word and like to pape didn't hear it i don't know <laughs> i don't know the officers asked what was going on to pape responds everything's good guys <laughs> he tells you this is in the fbi affidavit officers then asked pelosi and to pape to drop the hammer uh <laughs> This is so ridiculous. DePape pulled the hammer from Pelosi's hand, swung the hammer, struck Pelosi in the head. Officers went inside and were able to restrain DePape. While officers were restraining, uh, were restraining him, Pelosi appeared to be unconscious on the ground. They removed his cell phone, cash, clipper cards, and an unidentified card from DePape's right shorts pocket. DePape provided officers his first and last name, etc. Uh, they asked him if he had ID. He said it might be in his backpack on the porch. And stated his backpack was near the broken glass. Okay. Uh, they removed the pape. Oh man, why does it skip like oh, this? Oh, wait, hold on, go back. Yeah, where where'd it go? There it is. Uh, <laughs> the the uh, San Fran PD recovered zip ties in Pelosi's bedroom in the hallway near the front door. In addition, they searched his backpack. They found a roll of tape, <laughs> white rope. One hammer, one pair of rubber and cloth gloves, and a journal. Okay, stop right there. So this guy has two hammers because they're fighting over a hammer, and so he brought another. Ha- like, did he bring a backup hammer? Like he's gonna the first dual wield to to get into the window. <laughs> he's gonna oh, like, go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? Like, this is the sanity of this. So he has two hammers. Okay, now. Here, here's another thing. A roll of tape and zip ties, and he never once thought to zip tie Pelosi or anything like that. Okay, okay, whatever. One pair of rubber and cloth gloves. Why isn't he wearing those? You're committing a felony. Why? And if you think you're going to get away with it, if you brought them, why wouldn't you be wearing them? Okay? And then the last thing. What is in that journal? I got to see that journal. Oh, I want to see this so badly. <laughs> uh, and and I, I, I got to, you know... I don't want to go too far in it because it's it's totally speculation at this point because just you know we don't know they, until they release the uh, the footage, until they release the camera footage, until they release. And I'd also like to see the the body cam footage of the officers because original reports said that a third person opened the door. Yep. So who was that third person? I think the American people would like to know. It's uh, a menage. A well, uh, but seriously, like, there's so much open to speculation. Like, okay, so did this guy just have like his little kinky bag with him and his journal <laughs> afterwards? And like, was he was he actually waiting for for Nancy to come back to join in? Like, it, none of we, we have no idea. Oh no, Nancy was in D.C. 
So this this was this was a menage a trois with with three dudes, a menage a two. Maybe it was supposed trois. to be a maybe it was supposed to be a foursome. Who knows? Maybe he got the schedule yeah. wrong. You know, DC messed up her travel <laughs> schedule. What's the movie? Um, what's the movie? Old school. I'm here for the gangbang. Surprise! Oh God! You're home early. What are you doing? Yeah, oh. hey. <laughs> for a second, I thought you were. I thought you were up here with another dude. Oh, you're you're watching porn. Okay, I could get into this, and then two people come out of the closet. <laughs> oh man. All right. Sorry. Keep going. Oh, we're good. We're good. Um, so Officer Colby Wilms was able to interview a witness, witness one, who saw an individual in all black carrying a large black bag on his back walking near the Pelosi residence where witness one was parked. Uh, witness one was working private security at an address nearby, so not Pelosi's, according to this affidavit. Uh, no, 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 go back, go back, go back. We, that, that, this is important. It is. This is important. <laughs> Where witness, wait, wait, go back up a little bit more because the this is blocking it. Like I can't, I got to be able to read this. Okay, there we go. So witness one who saw an individual in all black carrying a large black bag on his back walking near the Pelosi residence where witness one was parked. So witness one was parked at Pelosi's house. Right? That's, that's what that reads. This is the official FBI criminal complaint. Mm -hmm. It says, walking near the Pelosi residence where witness one was parked. So why are you doing security on a house nearby parked in front of the Speaker of the House's house? For one. For two, you're working private security and you see a guy at 2.30 in the morning in all black with a large black bag on his back walking near the Speaker of the House's house at 2.30 in the morning. And you don't think that's a little suspicious? You don't get out of your car and... I mean, your security. What the hell else are you doing? You know, and 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 who lives next to Nancy Pelosi that needs private security, but she doesn't. Well, again, this guy supposedly was he had a hammer, which presumably is in this large black bag he was walking around with in all black at two thirty in the morning. So the security working at some house who just happens to be parked in front of Pelosi's house sees this. I would assume knows that this is Pelosi's house. Doesn't feel the need to do anything about it or call anyone, you know, up until the, uh, you know, whatever happens. And then he supposedly broke in through the back window through laminated glass, and the guy didn't hear it. No one heard it. So, so here's the other here's the other crazy part about this, and and this is why the timeline on this is all messed up. So it says witness one then heard what sounded like banging on either a door or a car. Okay, so he's. This is where he's breaking the glass. It has to be, right? So he's breaking the glass, and then the witness one says he heard sirens within a minute or two. Now, I'm pretty sure that when he broke the glass and Pelosi called the police, we're going to find out later on, Pepe was already in the house. So mm -hmm. from the time that he broke the glass and got into the house, Pepe went upstairs to where the bedroom was, which it's it's a it's this isn't like you're walking into a strange house that's massive. You don't know where the bedroom is. You're not going to walk right in and be like, oh, I know exactly where the bedroom is, unless you do, unless you've been there before. So he goes up and he gets in the bedroom. Paul Pelosi and him, they engage all this stuff. Pelosi gets up, goes to the bathroom, calls 911, and police are there. All this happened within a minute or two from when Witness 1 heard the banging outside of the house. This is bull crap. I was going to say the S word, but Joe's not here, so I won't do it. This is bull crap. This is the worst written complaint that I've ever seen in my entire life. This FBI agent is three years out of the academy, and she is trash. Or she's lying. One or the other. This episode of Conservative Daily is brought to you by DCF Guns. They're not just a supporter and a partner of the show. They're an organization that is on the front line of promoting safe and responsible gun ownership. Along with being a staunch defender of the Second Amendment, they have a lot of different things inside of their three ranges and stores. So they have a gunsmith at every location. They have the ability to do massive amounts of training, uh, anything from beginners all the way up to uh, competitive shooting. Um, they're also the best gun store in Colorado. 
between a mar- massive arsenal of top-tier firearms, competitive pricing on ammunition, they're a go-to resource for newcomers and expert shooters alike. Memberships there start for as little as $25 a month and offer an arsenal of benefits beyond that, such as store-wide discounts and special access to training. Even better, what you're seeing right now is DCF Guns also has an e-commerce option, meaning you can take advantage of the awesome prices without leaving your home. Just visit dcfguns.co and start browsing. I do want to tell you that as a listener of conservative-daily.com, you get an additional 5% off everything in the store. You have to use discount code Joe. That's J-O-E. That's discount code Joe. Go to dcfguns.co and use discount code Joe. J-O-E. That's me. Or it's coffee, cup of Joe. Um, But you can go there and save an additional 5% off every single thing on the site. Um, As always, we'll keep the range hot and the deals hotter only at DCF Guns in Castle Rock and Colorado Springs and now online, available to everyone across the entire country. Well, and Again, that brings back to the point. This all happens within such a short period of time. Then, and on top of that, the the time that they got for the nine one one calls off. Like, I mean, come right. on, come on. Exactly. This whole timeline is jacked up. And I'm I'm going to go out on a limb and say that witness one or witness two, you know, a minute or two. Okay, when you see something, you know. Okay, hey, hey that guy just went around the clock, the corner. It's not like 10 minutes later and you're like, well, you know, I'm back on my phone. I'm on Facebook. You know, I'm doing whatever he's doing, blah, blah, blah. And 10 minutes go by. You know a minute or two. That's pretty, you know. So when he says that it was a minute or two before I heard the, from when I heard the banging to when I heard the sirens, that doesn't make sense. Now let's keep going because this is where, this is, this is where witness one is either right or wrong. And what I think actually happened, and Apollo, let me just throw this out there now. Because the glass is broken from the inside out, I think somebody broke the glass as the cops were already called and everything. And they're like, crap, we got to have a sign of forced entry. So they went and broke the glass. And that's what, that's what this guy heard. All right, keep going. So Pelosi interviewed, uh, was interviewed by Officer Ariane Starks in the ambulance during transport to General Hospital. He stop. stated, stop, and I want to... <laughs> I know, I know. Stop. An 82-year-old man who is unconscious after getting clocked in the head with a hammer that required brain surgery to fix it and is still in the ICU was coherent in the ambulance on the way to the hospital and able to answer questions. Get the bleep out of here. I've had concussions, not, not even, you know, like bad concussions, and I'm not answering questions, you know, 10 minutes later when I'm in an ambulance. And I and I and I was twenty I was twenty five and in the best shape of my life. What crap? Yeah, and keep okay, in keep mind. Going. So this guy supposedly was he struck him in the head with a hammer. Pelosi, presumably minutes earlier, was unconscious on the ground. Appeared to be unconscious on the ground, and now on his way to the hospital, this old dude who needed brain surgery is answering questions and stating that he didn't know DePape, that he had never seen DePape before. Pelosi was asleep yep. when uh, DePape came into Pelosi's bedroom. Uh, so again, you know, a minute or two passed. So this guy did his little, you know, did his spook dance, broke the glass supposedly, and then in a, in that short amount of time, found Pelosi asleep. This is so important because listen to what we're going to read here in thirteen. What you already started reading, and think about this. Witness one said he, from the time he saw the guy and heard the banging on the back door, it was one to two minutes before sirens, before sirens, meaning not even before a call. Like if it was the 911 call, okay, maybe that's unlikely, but the call went through, the dispatch had to answer it and talk to them and figure out what's going on, relay it to the, to the officers. The officers then had to figure out where they're going and get there. No way that that one to two minutes is accurate, period. No way. Well, and that it also includes the other things uh, that supposedly occurred, like, you know, it goes wake him up, they kind of talk, he goes to the bathroom. He, I mean, what, what universe did they, did they slip into to avoid the, the laws of time? Uh, but so he's asleep. Pelosi told him that Nancy was out there. So keep in mind, this is all still within that, like, one, two minutes, right? DePape said that he would sit. Uh, where we go? He said he would sit. And wait, Pelosi stated his wife would not be home for several days. The paper reiterated he would wait. Pelosi was able to go to the bathroom, which is when he was able to call 911, stated that when officers arrived, that was when the paper struck him with the hammer. Uh, okay, stop. 
DePape is in the room, right? Pelosi goes into the bedroom. He catches him sleeping. Hey, wake up, old man. Get up, right? Obviously, Pelosi's probably in some sort of pajamas, whether it's just boxers, whether it's underwear, whether he sleeps naked, whatever it is. He's not wearing a suit, you know, with with pockets and everything like that. DePape had to have seen him. I mean, I don't know about you, but I sleep with my cell phone on my nightstand next to me. And if somebody comes into my room and turns the lights on and is, you know, hostile towards me, is trying to stop me from, you know, doing anything, trying to kidnap me, essentially, if I go to reach for my phone, they should probably notice that, right? I mean, that should be something that they notice. And I don't think they're going to let me pick up my phone and then say, hey, can I go to the bathroom and then go into the bathroom and close the door? Okay, so this is really bizarre. Now, this what if they do know each other? Maybe that's a possibility. You know, he's like, oh, well, I kind of trust it. I I don't know, man. I don't know. I just think that's really weird that he was able to get the phone and go into the bathroom to make a phone call. Yep. Well, and again, remember up here, notice the language. At 2.31, they responded. California knocked on the door. When the door was open, they don't say when Pelosi opened the door. They don't right. say when David opened, or, uh, you know, when DePape opened the door. They say when the door was opened, they were yep. both. So how does the door open, and then Pelosi and DePape are both holding onto a hammer, and then he's got his, his arm on, on Pelosi's forearm. I mean, like, think about that. If DePape has one hand on the hammer, Pelosi has one hand on the hammer, then DePape has his other hand somewhere, so... The only person who could have opened the door, unless there's a third person, is Pelosi. And we're not even sure if he was holding on to his other hand. So is it even possible that Pelosi opened the door? How did the door open? But we'll go on. All right. Now it's going to start getting funny. As if that wasn't funny enough. The dereliction of the FBI. If that wasn't funny enough, this is where it's going to start getting funny. Yeah. So in a subsequent interview with law enforcement officers on October 30th, Pelosi stated DePape had a hammer with him during the events described above at the residence. Further, the hammer did not belong to the Pelosi family. Got to make sure that we know that. We got to make sure that we know that, that, that the, the hammer did not belong to the Pelosi's. I, I don't understand why that's... Crucial information. That yeah, that's, that's, like, that's like, don't look behind the, the green curtain. You know, don't look at the man behind the curtain. I, I don't know. All right, keep going. Uh, so DePape's uh, interview uh, on October 28th in a Mirandized recorded interview of DePape by San Fran PD, he provided the following information. He stated he was going to hold Nancy hostage and talk to her. If Nancy were to tell DePape the truth, I don't know if that's his yeah. truth or like the truth, he would let her go. And if she lied, he was going to break her kneecaps. I love. Do you notice like how they just quote single words? Absolutely. Like, I'm glad you caught that, too. I'm looking at this like, what is the quote unquote truth and what is quote unquote lied and quote unquote her kneecaps? (laughs) (laughs) What? Where's the sentence? What was his actual statement? I've got to know what the statement is. Like, if Nancy tells me the truth, hey, Nancy, I want the truth. Okay, what do you want to know? I just want the truth. Okay, but but, 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 but what? What do you what do you want to know? The truth. About COVID, the election, what, like what, what do you want the truth on? And and why is her kneecaps in quotes? Is Nancy Pelosi have like biometric or, or bio, bionic kneecaps or something like that? Like <laughs> why why would you put her kneecaps in quotes and and break her? Like it, this makes no sense. This is so all right. Keep going. Keep going. No, it's it's super weird. And and keep in mind, guys, this is a Mirandized interview supposedly. Why they why they highlight a handful of, of words? It's really odd. So DePape was certain that Nancy would not have told the truth. So, so far, the quotes that we have from DePape are truth, lied, her kneecaps, again, truth. And in the course of her interview, De, or of the interview, DePape articulated he viewed Nancy as the leader of the pack of lies by the Democratic Party. Just leader of the pack. So apparently, yeah. Why, yeah why, why, why didn't they put "of lies told by the Democratic Party" in quotes? Because yeah. what is this? Is yeah, that's weird. De Pape later explained that by breaking Nancy's kneecaps, this is not quoted. Just to be clear for everyone on audio, uh, she would then have to be wheeled into Congress, which would show other members of Congress that there were consequences to actions. There's no quotations here. De Pape also explained generally that he wanted to use Nancy to lure another individual to De Pape. 
Still no quotations. Okay, stop, 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 stop. First off, first off, can you imagine Nancy being wheeled into Congress and being like, guys, we got to straighten up. We got to straighten up. <laughs> we got to straighten up. Look what happens if you don't, if you, if you, if you F around and find out, <laughs> we F around and find out. <laughs> Just imagine Nancy being wheeled into Congress and everybody looks at her and they're like, shh, we better change our, we better change our ways. <laughs> Okay, and then, and then this is the the next part. The Pape also explained generally that he wanted to use Nancy to lure another individual to the Pape. Who? Who is more important than Nancy? <laughs> I guess he can't get into the White House. He can't get into the White House. He probably tried. Can't get into the White House. So maybe he was thinking that if he held Nancy Pelosi hostage, did he think that Kamala Harris or Joe Biden was going to come and like rescue them? Because that's the only person that you would use Pelosi as bait. When you go fishing, you don't use a largemouth bass to catch shiners. You use <laughs> shiners to catch largemouth bass, the bigger fish. So who's the bigger fish than Nancy Pelosi? Kamala Harris and Joe Biden. So was this was this guy actually trying to use like Nancy? pelosi like dangle her on a hook like hey kamala come here i mean it is san francisco it's where kamala lives or used to live maybe they were trying to get kamala harris and and this guy thought like kamala harris was going to put on a cape and, and <laughs> like fly over to san francisco and rescue nancy pelosi i i don't know who the other another individual that you would use like the speaker of the house like where like i said you don't use a largemouth bass to catch shiners you know i <laughs> Wow. Okay, keep going. Well, so, I mean, just being in San Francisco, literally, my mind, uh, and this, it's like, I, there are two actual possibilities, if that's remotely true, that he was trying to lure someone else. It's number one, like, again, San Francisco, is he going to, like, take a picture and be like, look, I've got him, and then what, like, Hunter Biden was going to come over and, like, bring party favors? The other thing that this <laughs> leads me to believe is... Okay, so you like you tied up Pelosi. So what then? You're gonna send it to like Congress and and you know some bigwigs gonna be like Liam Neeson. Like I'm gonna find you. Like <laughs> so stupid. You say good luck, and he's like breaks down your voice and everything and figures out who you are based off that one phrase. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. So <laughs> okay, so he's gonna oh, lure guys, someone guys, else. We, we have we haven't even reached the pinnacle of hilarity in this. No, we're no. not. We're not even done yet. <laughs> DeFave stated he broke into the house through a glass door, which was a difficult task that required the use of a hammer. <laughs> One of the hammers, apparently, his his first hammer. DePape stated that Pelosi was in bed and appeared surprised by DePape. DePape told Pelosi to wake up. DePape told Pelosi he was looking for Nancy. Pelosi responded she was not present. Pelosi asked how they could resolve the situation. Again, this is supposedly from his Mirandized interview, which they have not quoted anything except for truth, kneecaps. <laughs> uh, there's like and five words that are, yeah, yeah, there's like five words that are, that are, that are quoted. Uh, and the news, everyone's reporting this like this is his like verbatim testimony, which is hilarious. Uh, Pelosi asked how they could resolve the situation. And De what DePape wanted to do, DePape stated he wanted to tie up Pelosi so that DePape could go to sleep as he was tired from having had to carry a backpack to the Pelosi <laughs> residence. <laughs> really just <laughs> just pull, pulled the wind out of me. Hey, 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 Paul, you know, I'm really tired, so I'm going to just tie you up and then I'm going to take a nap. Yeah, dude, these hammers were heavy. I need to catch a few Z's, so if you could just get get Nancy here so I can tie her up and, and, and you know, and hit the head, that'd be awesome. <laughs> you can... <laughs> I'm in the process of committing a felony, and, and, and not only a felony, but, like, a really big felony, the Speaker of the House's husband. And, uh, I, you know, I just, I, I, I really want to take a nap. So uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to tie you up. I'm going to put you in the bathroom with your cell phone. Oh, that, that's, that's a thing. we got to give you the cell phone. And then I'm just going to take a nap. Like it, it reminds me of like Goldilocks, you know, you came in, oh this bed's too tight, this bed's too tough or whatever. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, keep going. Sorry, man. Oh, uh, no, it's, it's so funny. Uh so uh, so okay, he's tired from having had to carry a backpack, he says. Again, nothing is quoted. This is just written something from Stephanie Minor or from his Brandeis interview. Around this time, according to the paper, he started taking out twist ties from his pocket so he could Twist ties. Keep in mind, they said twist ties. They did not say zip ties. 
You guys, he could secure bread. <laughs> <laughs> so twist ties. I mean, there are twist ties that I suppose it's hypothetically possible to restrain someone with. They have like those big ones, maybe you use on like lawn bags. But they said he took him. He took twist ties out of his pocket. So he has twist ties small enough to fit in his pocket that he took out to restrain Pelosi with. Pelosi moved towards another part of the house. DePate stopped him, and together they went back into the bedroom. That would be the end of <laughs> that would be the end of an episode if we were watching uh, if we were watching some cop show. While now talking keep in to- mind, folks, wait, wait, wait. Keep in mind, folks, the timeline here. One the banging <laughs> sirens, banging to the sirens. One to two minutes. All of this has happened in one to two minutes. I, uh, God, this is so bad. This is so bad. Yeah. Okay, keep going. This is honestly almost worse than like the J6 narrative. This it's that bad. Oh, this is a thousand times worse than the January 6th narrative. The January 6th has so many moving parts that you have to put it all together. It's you know, we're at 2 years and we've gotten a, a, the the good gist of it down. But this is the this is the initial statement by the FBI, the initial complaint that's being released by the FBI, and nobody read this and said you can't put this out there. Like no her 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 superior officers should have read this and said, "Are you out of your mind?" Are you, I mean, we're already a laughing joke of the United States of America, the FBI. This is going to make us literally the clown school. That's what it is now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's honestly that simple because this is, this should be like really just, you're just establishing very simple timeline and uh, chain of events. We, we should, we should put together a GoFundMe, well, Gifts and Go for DePape to get a real lawyer and not a public defender because he's got a public defender right now. We should, we, that's what we should do. Let's, because I'm telling you right now, if I was an attorney, I would eat this up. I would eat this up. I mean, the fact that you interviewed a man that just got concussed with a hammer to his head and had to have brain surgery and you took his interview as a statement, as a, as a criminal. Oh, man. All right, keep going. So while talking to each other, Pelosi went into the bathroom where Pelosi grabbed a phone. So again, the phone was already in the bathroom, according to this uh, this affidavit. DePape stated he felt like Pelosi's actions compelled him to respond. All DePape- right, stop there, because I, I, just, I just thought of something. Maybe he does actually have a phone in the bathroom, and like now I have this picture in my mind that will never go away of Nancy Pelosi sitting on the throne taking a dump and talking to Joe Biden. <laughs> that will never go away like pelosi just has a phone right next to the toilet and she's sitting on there and she's like you know what let me call joe i'm taking a joe let me call joe picks up the phone hey joe i'm dropping a deuce taking to the browns to the super bowl what's going on buddy (laughs) that'd be like one of those old rotary phones that she like you know she she dials with her cigarette uh well Uh, i was about to say She's old enough to probably still have a landline. No offense to anybody that still has a landline. I've, I haven't had a landline since my wife and I got married, so 13 years now, without a landline. So maybe they do still have landlines, and maybe they do have a phone in the bathroom. I don't know. Could be. I mean, One frankly, minute. it would be One. like you'd think in the, spe- in the speaker's house it would be a security thing that you would have a landline. So, I mean, you know, it is possible. It would make sense. But DePape feels compelled by Pelosi's actions. DePape remembered thinking there was no way police were going out to forget about the phone call. Weird thing to say. Weird, weird thing to say. The Speaker of the House's husband calls to say that there's a break-in, and, and DePape thought that that maybe the police will forget about this. <laughs> not, it's not that top of mind, you know? <laughs> I mean, it's, it, maybe if the police is Joe Biden, maybe if Joe Biden is the dispatcher, maybe they will forget, or John Fetterman, maybe they will forget. <laughs> Oh God! So he's he. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. DePape <laughs> explained he did not leave after Pelosi's call to nine one one because this is. Oh my goodness! The, now keep in mind this is not in quotes. This is not quoted. But DePape explained DePape explained he did not leave after Pelosi's call to nine one one because much like the American founding fathers with the British. He was fighting against tyranny without the option of surrender. (laughs) DePape reiterated this statement elsewhere in the interview, which is not quoted. (laughs) So he says, so he gets twist ties, which 
I don't know. Like, what is he trying to twist tie? He's going to restrain Nancy with twist ties. They go back to the bedroom. Pelosi goes in the bathroom. DePape says, maybe the police will forget, but I can't leave because the founding fathers against the British were fighting tyranny without the option of surrender. This is, this is literally what the FBI has, has given to the American people. DePape stated they went downstairs to the front door. The police arrived and knocked on the door, and Pelosi ran over and opened it. Somehow, I suppose, because early in the, in, the, in the affidavit, remember, they said when the door opened, they were both holding onto a hammer with DePape grabbing his arm. But here, DePape sees Pelosi run to the door and open it. Then Pelosi grabbed onto the hammer, which was in his hand. And at this point, DePape repeated that he did not plan to surrender and he would go through Pelosi. Not sure how many double entendres could be concealed within that statement. They, uh, I, funny enough, this is the one, the, the quoted word here is through. And that is all that is quoted. DePape stated he pulled the hammer away from Pelosi and spun the hammer towards him. DePape explained Pelosi's actions resulted in Pelosi, here's the next quote, taking the punishment instead. Dude, this is like, I, I this is like, some sort of gay porn thing and and like they're just taking like the the quotes that they can use and they're like oh i think we could twist the narrative with this and and just real quick to answer someone in the chat asked is is this a real statement yes guys this is 100 percent the official complaint that was released by the fbi this is the criminal complaint released by the fbi our fbi is an absolute freaking joke that's it for part one of this episode of conservative daily podcast part two is coming up next and you don't want to miss it thanks for listening God bless America.